You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hi, Geekscapists. The Geekscape Podfather, Jonathan, here. In May, we lost one of our own. Longtime Geekscape is Christopher Ellis, who was a friend and a part of our geek community from the very beginning. Chris even met his wife Sarah through our podcast, and their 2015 wedding seemed like a giant Geekscape party. Chris's final weeks battling in the hospital shed light on a huge national problem. The COVID pandemic has almost completely depleted our national and local blood banks. These supplies are used by thousands of hospitals to provide life-saving treatments to patients or to buy enough time for loved ones just to say goodbye. So for the next month and beyond, we're going to do it big in Chris's memory and do some good in the process. We're throwing a blood drive. Visit www.aabb.org to find a donation center near you or visit other blood and platelet donation centers like the Red Cross. And let's make things interesting. For the next month, take a selfie of yourself donating with the hashtag GeekscapeGives and tag your favorite Geekscape podcast. We'll pick some charitable Geekscapists to send prizes to and the podcast that gets mentioned the most We'll also get some cool rewards. I should actually cancel the podcast that gets mentioned the least. Can I do that? Whatever. The point is, go out there and donate some blood, tag a selfie of yourself doing it with the hashtag GeekscapeGives, and get others to do the same. We couldn't save our friend Chris, but we can do a whole lot of good in his name. Geekscape forever! Hello, fam fam! It's your girls, Carolina and Tessa. In case you yeah. ever thought it was anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're new to the show, welcome. We love covering all areas of independent film mm-hmm. um, on the production side. And today we really get into sound. Um, it's season 10. I'm a little embarrassed that we haven't brought someone on sooner because this conversation, y'all, it was... It was a must. It, it yeah. needed, it it was needed to happen. Yeah. It was so eye-opening. And now, like, I think Tessa and I are just so much more well-informed on how to approach sound. Mm-hmm. And today we have on the lovely Darren Augustus um, to talk about it. He has been working in sound here in L.A. for around 10 years. I met him through Katrina Sabrero on one of her film projects and He was so lovely to work with and we just got chatting together after one of our sessions one day and, and, you know, thanks Katrina for bringing him up to have on the show because, um, they're such a key part to filmmaking and production and, and oftentimes they get overlooked and get Mm -hmm. thrown in last minute. So I think it's definitely important that, um, this like for everyone, even if you've done a couple films now to hear what he has to say on his side and his yeah. perspective to the whole team. Um, and in general, like a little fun, creative thing that we didn't really talk about on the show, but I just want to throw in there. Um, I started, you know, as you guys know, we're working on a psychological thriller right now. And since, um, you know, I love watching films in a genre that I'm writing in, you know, to help inspire and like create direction. And I've specifically like kind of just tuned into sound and it's kind of amazing what different directors do and how important it is to creating like, like a thrilling atmosphere or something that's like haunting. It's, it's crazy. The elements from like the background noise to the music and, and, you know, I hope we're going to have more conversations about around sound because I sincerely, I sincerely think it makes or break a film yeah. or like helps, you know, inspire. So um, I challenge you all to, yeah, if you're working on a project right now, watch some films and start to notice the music and the feel and I and and how, you know, is there background noise being left in? Or is there like a constant beat being played? It's it's really, really cool. Um, but that's the creative stuff. So guys, I hope you enjoy this conversation and we will see you guys next time. No, I'm originally from Australia, um, but I've been out in LA for... 11 years now okay. I think 10 years 11 wow. years yeah um so I feel like this is the new home mm-hmm. but uh 
but yeah, I've been doing uh, sound out here the whole time. I do a lot of music stuff as well. So like I've transitioned or I guess I, I switch between music and film audio. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that this whole time and it's it's been fun. It's been good. Like I said, like LA feels like oh. a new home. It's uh, it's great for this sort of work. You know, we all know that LA is great for like mm. film, film and the music industry and stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, originally from Australia, moved over here, and planning to stay out here as long as I uh, as long nice. as I can. We'll see. Yay. As far yeah. as like the sound production side, like I, I mean, I knew it was a process, but like I've mm. just recently started doing audiobooks, and I have to produce cool. them myself too. And it's it's pretty limited yeah. to what they actually require. Like I don't really have to go in and like fully master every. Like it's it's a pretty simple thing. But even just that, I was like, I would have had no idea what was necessary to do, how to do any of it, if it didn't like list it out for me. And I like, you know, Googled the tutorials and everything. But um, when I started doing it, I realized like, I don't know a ton of sound producers. I know people that have produced music. So, you know, very similar, but it was, it kind of struck me. I was like, huh, I really don't even know who to go to, to ask these things because I don't know how similar it is to producing music. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, how similar is that, or is it very niche? I mean, I- um, yeah, no, I, I think it's definitely niche, but I feel there are obviously a lot of um, connections between mm-hmm. the two. How I got into sound was I originally um, started recording music, um, so the understanding of microphones and microphone placements and mixes and, and recorders and all that, I already had knowledge. Uh, already knew about but uh, it actually started as a friend was just like hey do you want to come record sound for my film and this is a, a long long time ago I was like oh man I don't do that I'm a music guy you know blah, blah. <laughs> um, and then he he was like just coming out so I came out I did it he was like oh it went really well like you know compared to some of the other people who use it. it's like but you've never done this before I'm like yeah you know it's just recording signal to noise all, all like technical stuff <laughs> And he was like, uh, cool, we should start doing this. And, you know, it's like, whatever. But so that was the idea. It's like um, that kind of relates. But then it's tough because once you get into the really technical side of things or like the specifics, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very different. Music and, and, and film sound is very different. Music, it's like you are there to record the audio. There's no other element. There's no makeup. There's no camera. It's just all audio in a dead quiet room with really loud instruments, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, where sound in, well, yeah, in terms of post-production and actual location sound, it's like, I don't want to say you're fighting, but you are in some ways working around other departments yeah. um, to do your job. And it's kind of like, that's cool. Cause that's just how it is. But then at the same time, it's like, this could all be so much better if, if, you know, if, audio was you know prioritized in in certain certain situations so um yeah in terms of like the post-production side as well because you were talking about audiobooks it's like if you don't understand that coming from the music world and then you hear like a ton of background noise or if you know in terms of film you know you're getting actors talking over each other and all these different kind of elements that you have to work with while doing sound it's like you just don't know how to approach that um from a music background but when you get into sound and you realize it's like part just it's part of the gig you know is dealing with just stuff that makes your job harder Um, (laughs) because like in music you can re-record like a, a certain lyric over and over again to get the perfect sound but with film it's you just yeah. have what you got <laughs> on set yeah okay. it kind of exactly exactly and then obviously we talked about idea it's kind of like in music now and i don't want to go too deep into the music but you you know you record multi-track drums and, and bass and, and all that and it's all individual yeah. uh like you get the file and all you hear is the bass guitar all you hear is the drums it's like in the old days where they used to just record a whole band in the room it's like you got that take and that's your take and then you got to cut the tape and then you know make sure it all works yeah. it's like that's kind of I don't want to say this but that's kind of how film still is where it's just like yeah there's your actor there's your take you've got one take camera got it right that's the take we're using 
like let's move on it's like oh shit but this guy was talking right. over that guy and, how often you know, blah, blah, blah. do you hear that like does it happen all the time where you're just like damn it i heard the guy in the all the way across the parking lot <laughs> yeah um that that does happen often but um i think by knowing the post-production side of sound as well as the location mm. side of sound mm-hmm. i can often not all the time but often say okay that uh that's fine they'll be able to take that out or that will probably not make it into the mix or this guy's talking really loud compared to this girl so i know this guy's mic's going to be quieter in terms of background like there's all these little bits of it but it's kind of like yeah why are people talking right now you know no one's walking through the walking behind the camera but why are they talking around the mics you know it's kind of Mm. like that sort of mindset that some people have, but some people don't have. And then you can't really drill that into people. You just have to be like, sorry, you know, guys, we, we were hearing the producers talking in the background. It's just like, well, everyone's too scared to say anything to them. So it's like, okay, let's right. move on. You know, sort of thing. So Darren's but, a very patient person. <laughs> can, can already get that. Try to be. Yeah. Try to be. I know for a project that a friend did years ago, um, and it was just like a one scene, simple thing. But they had the sound equipment and the person that was supposed to run the sound, something came up. They couldn't be there that day. But they were like, use my equipment. You know, just pop somebody in there. So that somebody turned out to be me. Um, I had never run sound. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I was on enough sets to know like, oh, we're going to need, you know, room tone and like to have an idea of what we needed. But like... I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I, at that point, I didn't even have a mic to know anything about like gain or, you know, like I had no idea. I'm just like holding the boom, have the headphones on, making sure there's no random background noise. But like, it just, I mean, just that one day gave me so much respect because you do hear everything. Like it's insane how, I mean, those mics are amazing. Even just these mics we're using right now. Like I can hear my neighbors across the, you know, the way sometimes. So Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like it's really hard because it can it can be a really simple job. Um, the issue is if you get it wrong, you know, it, it you're in trouble. Um, yeah, that's like why I, I won't do it. Of... <laughs> I'm like yeah, that yeah, gives yeah, yeah, me yeah. anxiety. <laughs> right, right. It's like again, you've got that one take, and then you know you don't want to be the one that has to say, "Sorry, guys, we have to go right. again" because I, you know, didn't have the mic in place or whatever. Um, uh, what was I saying? It's, uh, yeah, I do like a, a lot of basic sit down corporate style interviews, um, but they're large productions. Mm-hmm. And the idea why they spend, you know, whatever it is, a thousand dollars a day on, on sound is because, you know, the CEO of blah, blah, blah is coming in for 20 minutes. We've got him for 20 minutes, you know. <laughs> You need to get a mic on him in like five seconds. And then once he sits down, the boom needs to be in place. You got to hit record in the 20 minutes he leaves and we'll never get that interview again, you know? So it's like times like that where there's a lot of production companies that will think, well, it's a sit down interview. He's standing still. We'll put a mic on him. We'll, you know, put a boom. For, for people who are first time listeners or not aware sure. of what a boom mic is, can you just cool. break that down real quick? Yeah. I mean, the easiest way I kind of explain it is it's like, people know it as the dude that like swings the boom around in the movies, you know, but uh, it's basically just, yeah, a large microphone or a large-ish microphone that goes above the actors or above the talent. Um, and on interviews, they kind of just sit there on like a C stand or a stand, but on like film work, there's usually a boom operator that will, you know, swing the boom around from. It's the large or, stick or pole like thing, guys. That's yeah, the way. Large, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the large stick heavy pole that we carry. Oh, yeah, ours. it is heavy. I've, yeah. I've, yeah, it's not fun <laughs> to be the boom operator. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I've had a few, quite a few boom operators, and I've boom operated uh, quite a lot. And it's like, again, it can be an easy day of like long lighting setups, and then you go in and you do like 20 minutes of work, and you sit back down. Or you can just get those directors or whoever's that are just like, let's go for another one. Let's go for another one. Let's go for another one. And then it's like, because of the lighting, you're like. Then it becomes arm day real quick. Then it becomes, yeah. Then it becomes like a big shoulders day. (laughs) Holding it up and and getting screamed at about boom shadows and all that sort of stuff. So it can be fairly simple or it can be kind of. Perfect. um, So you're, yeah, uh, the corporate 20 minutes. So you have a mic, you might have a boom. Yeah. So there's that sort of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, basically what I was saying is it's, you've got that, those 20 minutes are super crucial. So a lot of people will, will invest the money into, into getting good sound and having a pro that has done it a million times. 
um, but a lot of companies won't and they'll they'll think that again what I was getting at is it, it can be really simple mm-hmm. and they'll put the boom, the boom mic above the talent and they'll lav, lav the talent up um, and it can be good or it can't be good where you put a mic on someone and then they've got like a suit jacket on and then the, oh, the suit yeah. jacket mm-hmm. the mic and then going to the other side of it and then you get the files in post-production and they're like hey is there anything you can do about this mic just sounding like it's scratching the whole time and it's just like no guys no it looks beautiful but it sounds like crap you know um so there's there's a lot of that um so yeah going back to it it's just kind of it can be really simple but then it can be a simple setup can be really difficult because like I said you're kind of often working around other departments or other schedules or other whatever right Um, so something kind of simple can turn into something fairly difficult so so as a then as a producer what is like what can we do to communicate better with our sound crew to like know if it's you know to have that open line of communication is there anything we can do to avoid issues like that yeah awesome um so the first step is not hiring the sound mixer the night before or like a couple of days before um because that's usually what will happen on indie films it'll be like this whole thing of you write the script you find a director or maybe you're the director and then you get your friend that's the big dp and the dp and he needs his camera and let's check out all this sort of stuff and then last minute it's like oh well we need sound as well um so the big thing i'd say is um just think about sound pretty early on you know um in terms of finding sound mixes i know that's tough because sometimes it's hard to find a production sound crew for an indie film uh, because we gen- generally work pretty often and on multiple projects, you know. So, for example, sure. it's like a lot of corporate stuff, a lot of one-day day playing on, on narrative things or whatever. Um, but, yeah, just involve them early in terms of sending them the script, looping them in emails. Uh, this is the biggest one, but it's like invite them to the to the um, location mm. scout. Oh, and, and, and pay them you yeah. know it's kind of like I know that's tough because it's kind Another of like they'll, they'll turn up yeah 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 it'd be a day rate um I mean I hate mentioning this but maybe it doesn't need to be a full day rate it should be but maybe it's like hey can we again I'm talking yeah. indie here yeah hey you know Darren can we grab you for for two hours just swing by we'll get you lunch and you know we'll pay you x amount of money whatever um but I think you know just getting them out there um because again, you all land on location to, to scout it. And it's just something like, what, are we shooting next Wednesday? Well, there's a gardener going on mm-hmm. right now. Is he going to be here next Wednesday? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and yeah, he will. So there's like your two hours of your day gone um, out of nowhere. Cause then the sound mixer just shows up on set without hearing that and being like, guys, we've got a gardener right. outside, you know, just little things like that. Um, so it's definitely like, no, that's a really good the... point. Like you guys can really assess the location on the sound level that, you know, we're too busy right. focused right. on other things like things lighting. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Um, and like, you know, uh, fridges buzzing. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> you know, like all that sort of stuff. God damn just it. Kind of we have to worry of... about the goddamn fridges in the scene. <laughs> the, the fridges. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like basic house noises. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, course. And then it's kind of like, we're setting, you know, make hair and makeup in this room. It's like, well, well, aren't we filming this, you know, halfway through the day? Well, it's like now hair and makeup are going to be through that. You know, just like little, little like reminders and hopefully it's not annoyances, but like just, you know, talking to the AD or talking to the producers and directors and just saying, think about this, yeah. you know. And it's not always like this is how it needs to be because sound is important. It's just more like. <laughs> yeah, that would, consider- that would totally stress me out. I'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah, just yeah. don't tell me. No, thank just, you. Get, yeah, out, get, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's like, just like, you know, reminding of them, like, you know, this could happen and then maybe there's a solution of the AD or, you know, whoever might say like, yeah, maybe we'll put actors up yeah. here instead or, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, so it's just including them early. And then I know this is a tough one, but it's just like really investing in sound um, in terms of uh, crew and in terms of mm-hmm. gear. Um, the biggest one is it's like, we'll get the one man band. Yeah. Um, and then it's kind of like while you've got a really expensive camera, you know, a, a, D, a good DP and an AC and then a, a big truck outside, and then you expect a, a, a again, I hate saying this, but one-man mm-hmm. band, you know, I should say a single sound person to come in and, and get audio for your film. Right. Um, so it's like just knowing that there should be a, a bigger crew for sound. 
um, at least a boom operator in sound mixer. Like, so two people, one person, again, for people that don't know too much about sound, one person that's just listening to the mics, mixing the mics, recording them, processing them, all that sort of stuff. And it's just basically a person that's in charge of listening and watching the film on set. So decisions can be made to And they sound. can adjust and the levels and like let you know, oh, this person's just way too loud or we can't even hear the other person. That's that's their yeah, role. Just yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah, or like if they are loud, adjusting their mic or adjusting gain for that yeah. mic, levels for the mic and stuff like that. And then, yeah, like we discussed, the boom operator, who's the person who's swinging that boom around, that, again, in an indie sense, might also be the person that's wiring actors mm-hmm. as well um, or adjusting things or laying out carpets because there's loud footsteps and stuff. There's just all these things that uh, is more than just let's hire that guy for, you know, a hundred bucks off Craigslist and let's get him in here on the day. And then he just throws a boom up and it's like echoey and it's, you know, he doesn't know what the blocking is and or she doesn't know what blocking is and all that stuff. Um, so there's just that. I think that's the best thing. I don't want to go on. Too no, long, this is like really include. good. Yeah, yeah, this is the micro okay. step because, you know, for again, for first time indie filmmakers, if they've never worked with a sound crew, it's like, wait, so who is it? Because they might just automatically think you just need one guy. So, you know, right, it's important right. to know who who's even on a team, like when you speak of a sound team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, yeah. And then there's also in when you get to kind of larger indie sets is there'll be someone that's called a second sound assist or utility sound utility or whatever you call it <clears throat> um, that could be in charge of again wiring actors laying out those carpets getting t- uh, cameras synced up like all, all that sort of stuff um, and I guess the main point for that is you don't the same like I don't, I don't like making this comparison because I, I, I there's often the thing of like the sound person is the grumpy person that, like, <laughs> you know, always wants too much and gets paid too much and is sitting there doing nothing or whatever. But, and, and I, I do think that the camera department works extremely hard. Um, but it's like, you would never have on most cases, you'd never have your DP running around, grabbing lenses, setting up lights, you know, like figuring out what the actors are doing. Just, right. you know, they, you, often you would want your director and your DP sitting there and chatting while the ACs and the grip guys and whatever are doing all, all, all the, you know, different tasks while the DP is concentrating on, mm-hmm. on the film or on the creative side. Right. Um, I feel in some ways it's the same, again, because we're talking indie, it's the same um, with production sound mixes. It's like, as we all know, dialogue is so important. When you sit down and make a movie, the first thing you do is you write the script and you write the dialogue. You don't write the beautiful shots mm-hmm. of the sun. I mean, you do, but, you know, you don't, and then you move on to the next shot. It's like, it's the beautiful shot of the sun. We enter into the this, into this scene in the kitchen and then it's just dialogue, right. dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. It's not like footsteps and cool lighting and like check out the fridge in the back. It's just like <laughs> it's all about, you know, the story and the yeah. dialogue. And I think because of that, it's important that there is someone, which is the production sound mixer, just sitting there and listening to the dialogue making sure it's being recorded properly and a production sound mixer will often have a uh, like a video monitor mm-hmm. in front of them or two depending on how many cameras there are and they'll just watch the film while it's going on and like I said they'll mix with you know faders of like let's mix in the girl let's mix in the male let's mix in the mum all this sort of stuff and they create a mix for the directors to listen mm-hmm. to and the editors to listen to and stuff and it's just it's it's super important that that person is just dedicated to that instead of running around, holding a boom, miking up this actor, being called in late, you know, yeah. rushed and stuff like that. Because it's like, again, if you had your DP scrambling and then all of a sudden you said, I know you're not lit, but just throw on the camera and let's roll. The DP would be like, what's the point of me doing this? Yeah. Then? You know, why am I here? Uh, same with any other department, makeup and stuff. It's like, you wouldn't half do half a face of makeup and then be like, okay, you know, let's just get it in there. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's such an important role that I feel the time needs to be put into it. As producers, like a lot of little things that you've mentioned throughout this are things that I wouldn't have even thought of. You know, it's like I kind of want you guys to demand more for yourselves, like because I would rather know like, oh, yeah, of course you need that. But I didn't even think of it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And cool. cool. Something else that sparked from a director's point of view when you were talking um, that came to mind for me, you know, when you were saying, you know, you want your I'm sorry, what is the role again when it's the sound guy who sits and lists the mixer? 
on the set. Yeah, just the yeah. mixer. Yeah, production sound mixer. Yeah, yeah. on yeah. set, listening to it. That okay. So one of my favorite films, maybe not uh, Tessa's, but is Uncut Gems, um, by the okay. Safdie Brothers. Uh, the Ooh. one of the things that I really loved um, from the director was the sound. The entire time he captured, which typically you don't want on your movie set is all the background noise so he had all of new york cool. city's hustle and bustle yeah. that it was actually hard to hear adam sandler like say his right. lines but that was the point okay. and it created this tension okay. and this unnervingness of like oh my god there's so much noise <laughs> like i'm getting yeah, anxiety yeah, 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 yeah. but in a good way because yeah. i loved it um because it was cool. so smart and like from a director's standpoint from a director's standpoint, that's something you can communicate and like have this com conversation with your mixer, you know, like choices right, like that, right. where it's like, wait, I really do want to capture this city sound or I want it to be dead silent. So to, yep, to have yep. that mood. So I think that's something right. too to consider. And that just, that just came to mind. And I, I love that shit. Yeah, no, it's good. And it's like, that's the other thing. I, I do admit that a lot of this, a lot of the job of sound can be very technical and be seen as a technician more than a creative. But what, if, if that is the mindset of, you know, the producers listening and directors listening, I understand that. But what you should understand is from this technical work that we're doing, the creative can be made. Mm -hmm. So it's like, recording the dialogue like the biggest example I give it's like a lot of directors now and producers and if you know people listening haven't got to this point yet they will get there when they do films it's just like you get in a film you've got six actors in this one scene and, and then the the automatic thing is it's like let's wire them all up let's mic them up which is put a lav, right. lav mic on them and they think that is solving the sound recording Mm -hmm. issue or like you know we have recorded sound they all have mics everything will be fine the recorder will hit record uh the uh mm -hmm. mixer will hit record and all will be good and that's fine and that will work a lot of the time because we do want to provide post-production with the each track of each actor and then the boom mic and maybe like an ambience mic picking stuff up or whatever but it's also how do we get creative with this scene so for example you're in a you know a big gym a big like uh know high school gym and you see it's a wide shot and you see all the actors um if you put a lav mic on them and i i'll try to explain if you put a lav mic on them it's kind of like cool we're getting their dialogue but then if you just place that lav mic in the mix you're not creating anything in terms of being creative mm -hmm. with sound you're just re hitting record the mics are clean everything's good um and then that's it Another way to do it is it's like if you want to capture, or let's say a church maybe, maybe a church is a better thing. If you want to capture, maybe you're like filming in an old school, you know, Roman church or something like that. And we want to capture the sounds of that. Maybe you do want to boom mic a little mm -hmm. bit further out. Maybe you want to boom mic planted in a certain way, you know, next to whatever, uh, something else to get kind of a tighter sound or a bigger sound. Mm -hmm. And what you'll notice, and again, and this is up to the director, maybe that are, like you were talking about, maybe that's not the sound of the film they're going for. Maybe they want it super crisp, super produced. But what you'll kind of notice is when you get to the post-production side is you have these different mic choices of let's actually use the boom here to create the space. And then when we move in closer, we don't want that space. So when I say moving closer, the camera's moving closer and we get the tighter shots. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll make it feel tighter, but really we want to create the space of the church because maybe that's where the, the father passed away and it's meant to be a sadder scene. Like there's all these little things because while that wide, wide shot's being set up, that's what they're thinking of with yeah. lighting. Maybe they're thinking we'll shoot something in from that upper window to create like a whatever sort of light and maybe we'll shoot super wide and we'll make the background dark. Like they're thinking creatively about how this wide shot can make sense for the story. And it's not as simple of like slap some labs on these actors and hit record, yeah. man. It's like, it's not that simple. Yeah, maybe you want to start be. that wide shot with maybe some echoey voices from the church, like they're seated in the back road. And then when you zoom in, you don't want that same like yep. echo chamber type sound. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it could... And it could be as simple as that, or obviously it could be more difficult once you start getting into like maybe like action scenes or something For sure. like that. But um, what I start talking Yeah. So it's just like, it's just about in terms of like directors and producers and stuff, it's like the Adam Sandler stuff. It's like being creative with that can change your film yeah. uh, and can 
and you can be creative with the sound of your film and it doesn't always need to be that way. If you're filming a soap opera, yeah, let's just get it crisp and nice and, and make everything sound good. If you're filming a reality show, it's like, yeah, slap a lamb <laughs> yeah. on them and just like get whatever you can get because it's chaos. But when you're filming a narrative and it's indie, it's like it can be hire one person and put some labs and swing a boom and let's see what we get. Or it can be a really creative process where you walk out of it being like, man, that film, not only does my film sound good, not only the actors are great, not only am I happy with how I directed it, but holy crap, it sounds really, sounds really good. And, and people might give you notes of like, like you said, like the Adam Sandler stuff. It's just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- this film sounds great. Like it's, it's different. It's cool. It's, it's, yeah. Creative. I think that's a really good point to bring up because I've noticed on a lot of like indie films that, you know, make it into festivals, but not necessarily like on the big screen or whatever, or like the giant festivals, um, that the thing that is always really lacking is sound. And you kind of, if you don't really know a lot about sound, you're like, but why though? Like it does, I hear everything, it's crisp, it's whatever, but it's because it's not, yeah, that there's no, there's none of that creative touch to it. There's no real mixing to it. It's just good sound that's loud, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, And and that's a big thing. It's like the difference between a really, really good sound mixer and boom operator and sound crew it's so minimal but it can make a difference um a little insight into like a production sound crew is um often you know we normally all have comms and we're chatting with each other and stuff um it is like they'll set up a frame like I said the production sound mixer has a monitor in front of them and then they'll get like a frame up and we'll shoot a rehearsal or or, or do a rehearsal and um the constant uh, communication is, hey, boom operator, let's try to get that boom mic in closer. And I'm talking like millimeters. It's like, I, I saw where you were. You can definitely come in. And it's like, hey, sound utility or your second assist or whatever, let's get a carpet underneath that footstep because it's just too loud and it's, and it's on top of Brad Pitt's line. And we, we can't have Brad Pitt's line 80 yard, you know, like all these little things where it's kind of like, does it really matter? Uh, and will you not get the audio? No, but that's like the the extra little bits that can just make it an echoey, weird sounding uh, recording that will be even more echo- echoey and, and noticeable in a in a theater versus just like a crisp, um, you know, good good sounding recording, good sound dialogue. And that's and again, it's just like I, I, I get it a lot with with um, on, on these corporate interviews that I do where you know, we'll set the boom mic again above talent and then they'll set their frame and then it's kind of like, yeah, bring that boom up. And it's like, well, hold on a sec. That bringing that boom up, uh, like bringing the boom mic up six inches is going to change the sound drastically. Mm, wow. You know, uh, not drastically, like I don't want to get too technical here because I know a lot of people won't hear that difference, but to us recorders, right. sound mixers, uh, we'll notice that and that means we have to bump our gain up a little bit, which means there's more noise coming into the mic. And that also means, um, yeah, so it's just, it just sounds mm-hmm. different. Um, now, is it necessary? You know, because a lot of the times that will happen and then usually the talent will sit in and then, you know, they'll, they'll tighten up and they won't tell us and all that sort of stuff. So I can't remember what I was getting at, but basically it's just like what, what you were saying. It's like just those little things can make a huge yeah. difference. And how do we as a production sound team know that? You talk to us, mm-hmm. you tell us, you consider it. So it's like, yeah, I don't expect every indie director to, to do that, but after their second or third or fourth film, you know, you'll realize like, okay, I noticed that this scene outdoor <laughs> near the pool sounded like crap. Uh, now I'm shooting another outdoor scene. Let me go talk to my sound mixer. How can we fix this? What can we do? Um, so it's just like, again, going back to your question, it's uh, your, about a, a sound crew. It's just like including them in the process because it's such an important thing. And it's not, <laughs> I don't want to like cry about like, oh, we don't, we don't get included in the thing, <laughs> but it is really funny. <laughs> When you see, <laughs> when you get an email of like you're looped into a chain and then you scroll down that email and it's like two months ago, this all started of like, okay, here's the location. This is what we're shooting. Here's script one. Here's version two. Here's red, you know, whatever. And it's kind of like, where was my emails yeah. that whole time? You know, like, why didn't I know that we were going to shoot out in Malibu all the way up in the hills where mm. I can't get my sound cut up that hill? Mm. You know, like, why didn't I know all this stuff? So it's, it's, it's pretty no important. I love that um, you're saying that because honestly I, I probably wouldn't think to include my sound guy in like a script read yeah. <laughs> you know over right, you know right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. honestly so it's just so cool to hear you talk about this process and 
it's really eye-opening, honestly, to cool. to hear about cool. that. I think anyone tuning in who hasn't, yeah. especially because like you said, after I think your third film, you're like, okay, let's let's really not make the same mistakes on sound because I think that's just what <laughs> yeah. naturally happens. I mean, Tess and I have been there where we, we had a one-man crew and... <laughs> Yeah. And it didn't. It didn't go so yeah. um, more than once. <laughs> more than once. We made that mistake a couple times. Yeah, actually, okay. let's, okay. let's. Yeah, yeah. It was, and but that's the thing. Like, yeah, you you learn from these mistakes. Yeah. But I'm so glad we have you on the show today to kind of get more in depth. Like, what kind of conversations should we be having? And it's like, okay, cool. I would love to include you. You know, if I if we yep. we yep. had hired you for a project in that initial run, if that's yep. gonna help us all talk about it yeah 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 hey everybody i'm chris fafalius and i'm the producer of chris makes a podcast and the host of the one hit thunder podcast and i'm matt kelly host of horror movie night and the producer slash the head of content for the geekscape podcasting network between the two of us we have believe it or not 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. Um, Yeah, and I think, you know, like the... uh, I think it applies to all departments as well. Like, I, I know this you know, I'm on here for sound, yeah. but it's like, I don't want to, again, make it like, it's like a, a, a cry for just like, we, you know, sound department doesn't get this, sound department <laughs> doesn't get that. It's more like, um, we are one of the, you know, departments that are sometimes, not all the time, uh, not thought about. And again, it's understandable because people don't get into this to record sound. People get into this to record visuals mm-hmm. or to film or whatever, or to act or to direct. They're not directing the actor's for the sound, even though they should be, it's kind of more they're visually watching the facial expressions yeah. and when the person turns and stuff like that. So we understand that, but um, it, it just applies to all, all departments. I think it's just art, for example, like production design is another one where it's like you, you shoot in a garage, but they wanted to make it look like a living room. It's like, okay, that's possible, but they need props. You know, they need uh uh, they need a full crew. They they need a budget to, to they get need the, the layout the of the space, like specs exactly. like that, that are so important. Yeah. 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 Like, again, include them in, well, they usually get included location scout, but include them in location scout and like get their ideas, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I think it's important yeah. to not forget how collaborative independent filmmaking is in general. But I yeah. mean, even on bigger budgets, like you have like, because you can't afford to have like a hundred person yeah. crew, like literally. Right, right. And all yeah, those people yeah. are communicating with one another to make the vision happen. So even on yeah. an independent scale, why not have your five person crew like really involved? Yeah. Right. I, I think that's like the biggest thing that I've learned as a person that just works on so many different projects mm-hmm. um, because we're not, invested like two months into a into a short film it's like obviously like hey are you available tomorrow you know, that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. um so I, I see the way different people work and and that's my thing it's and i think everyone can be like this and it's tough but um just uh coming in knowing that you're there for the film or for the you know whatever and, that, and like going back to what i was saying it's like if a camera you know operator or or dp is like hey we want to widen out can you bring that room up it's like of course i can man like if this is going to help the shot yeah let's let's do it and it's just like just having that idea of if a production sound mixer or anyone is saying like hey we can hear the jenny outside the the generator which is you know the um, jenny giving all the jenny yeah giving if people don't know uh the lights outside uh powering up the lights if we can hear that can we move it i i I wouldn't want the the grip or the or the lighting team or whatever to to be like oh god all right yeah man it should be more like oh wow our sound is affecting the right. dialogue of this film like let, let's let's fix this what can we do i'm like all we need is just around the corner six more inches and then maybe the sound utility guy be like let me help you wrangle this you know this power cable mm-hmm. and like i i think that's how it should be and i and love it, that it is a lot i'm not saying yeah yeah i think it's really important and uh i actually heard an an ac one time on a, on a commercial, which was like a pretty poorly run commercial. 
where he just started like taping down cables and doing stuff out, outside of his department. And it was funny because it was almost looked like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> uh, a lot of people. And then his thing that he just said was like one team and they just walked off. And I was just like, oh, man, this guy gets it. Like, it, it is one team. We're here. You know, it's, if, you th- if you think about it with sports, it's like, what's the point of, um, of, a, of uh, you know, uh, or whatever, you know, just doing his job or her job and, like, not caring about the other team? Like, if the defense is bad, what's the point of a strong offense? You know, like, all this sort of thing. That's, like, a bit too extreme. But it's just, like, it is meant to be a, a collaborative process. And, and I think it's hard for people to understand that. We're all here uh, rooting for the same thing, that whole team mentality. Right, yeah. Like we're here to make the shot look amazing. Yeah. So yeah, let's exactly. listen to our sound yeah. guy. Let's listen to our key grip, like all those people. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. And then even like with actors and everything, it's like the actor needs quiet. It's like this person is trying to get into a zone here and it's a tough situation. Like don't, joke don't like you know don't keep walking in on like you know make make space just think about everyone else's situation Mm -hmm. and I think that is what at least I've learned by being neglected as a production sound mixer on certain productions it's kind of like well let me think of it from their point of view it's just like why don't they care or notice sound it's because if they're worrying about the visual so they care about the visual so much so let me care about the visual so much like what can I do like this boom is casting a shadow can I come from anywhere else before I start asking lighting to change things yeah. up or like, you know, this, this actor is, is doing some really physical stuff. Can I boom this scene rather than throw a lav mic on them? You know, it's just like just trying to think of, of different ways to help everyone else out. So again, the film looks and sounds and, and, and is the best it can possibly yeah. be, um, especially at an indie level, because you don't have resources, you know, you don't have, unlimited gear for sound it's usually the sound mixer's personal kit that you know he or she's thrown in for free or thrown in for like a 100 bucks or something yeah. like that but it should be like a grand a day or something you know it's like it's often you're putting in extra extra stuff and there's limited resources so just trying to help everyone else mm-hmm. out um on the crew i think is key not just from a sound perspective but from just like a are you in this to make something good or are you in it just to get a quick paycheck yeah. you know um yeah, that's such a good point uh, but, because it's, you know, yeah. we don't have the resources to sometimes even pay people's full day rates, which is, you know, I, I hate that, yeah. but it's, we, you yeah. just don't have a budget a lot of times with indie films. So it is so important that people are willing to work together and not have big egos and, you know, all of those yeah. things. And yeah. yeah, like to think about the other departments. And if you yeah. don't have like, the mental capacity in that moment to think about the other departments than to listen when they do speak up and they ask you to, you know, move the Jenny away from the building or whatever the case may be. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's also a good thing because often like production sound mixes on most productions do make like, you know, a good rate and they get gear rental and stuff. Um, So when they're doing that, like when they've just come off a commercial and then a couple of corporate shoots and then they just finished off a show, you know, that's actually paid a decent rate. When they get that call last minute, <laughs> like, Hey, I've got a job on Sunday. Can you work it for 200 bucks or, you know, whatever it is, it's kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just, it, it's just like, what is it? What are we doing? Who are yeah. you? You know, I know you got my number from Steph or whatever, but it's, it's like, it's just such a, I don't want to say it's an insult, it but it's, it's tough to, <laughs> To, yeah, it, I mean, it is. But, uh, it's tough to like swallow because it's kind of like you want me to come onto your film that you've been working on for two months and then, again, like I said, just show up, throw mics out there and just hope for the best. Like it's not it, – at that point it's not worth it mm-hmm. uh, for the production sound mix and especially if it's kind of like yeah, I want you to come in with all your gear by yourself and do it all. So I, going back to what you're saying, it's like I, I'm a lot of sound mixers won't be okay with working below yeah. their rate. And that's, I think that's completely yeah. fine. It's kind of like they've invested in their gear. They're really high, highly skilled crew member um, and they don't want to work under the rate. That's fine. But you have to find for the indie world, again, you have to find that sound mixer or that crew that is maybe looking for the project uh, uh, because they've just done a ton of corporates and they're, and they're bored of that now and they want a cool project to work on. But you're never going to get that if you just text them two days before right. and be like, Hey, I got your number from Steve. Do you want to come work on my film? It's 200 bucks a day. You know, it's just too, it's too like, we don't give a shit about you. We're throwing you right. 200 bucks, which to us is a lot, but to them, it's like nothing. Um, I mean, to the filmmakers, it's a lot, but to the production sound mix, yeah. it's nothing. Um, 
it's going back to what we're saying. It's like, but if you include him in the process early on and say like, Hey, I'm thinking of shooting a film in two weeks. Uh, I know it's not a lot. Here's the script, blah, blah, blah. Let me know if you can do it. And then they might come back to you and say, yes, or might come back to you and say, no, like that's a, that's a really difficult script. I'm going to need so much wireless equipment. Uh, really what I'd want is X amount of money. And then that's when the discussion we had it. And it's, and then like a, um, a sympathetic discussion, like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that's how much it is let's kind of figure out a kind of middle ground on where to meet or something like that. Uh, and again, this goes to all crew. I'm not just, mm-hmm. you know, talking about sound where it's just like chat with them and figure it out. And I think you've got more chance of um, getting a good production sound crew that way, where it's kind of like the production sound mixer then says to their boom operator, Hey, they've only got 400 bucks, uh, you know, they, but, you know, they're re- they, she seems like a really cool chick or he seems like a really cool guy and I like the project. Mm-hmm. Would you like to work on it? And, you know, and that boom operator will do the production sound mixer a favour and blah, blah, blah. And then for us, it's like this is usually the thing that is like the dead giveaway of don't work on this, but it's kind of like we've got big projects coming in the future. Right. It's like, all right, all right, take it easy. You know, it's like it's such a, <laughs> a, a – it can seem really what's – the what's the word, like sly of just mm-hmm. like – don't try to trick it. And again, any crew of just like, we're going to bring you on next time. It's kind of like, just try to help them understand that you understand that this project is smaller than what they normally work on. You want it to be good and you would give them the time of the day of just like, let's meet, let's chat, you know, let's discuss what you need and we'll try to give it to you. But if if we can. Yeah. I think that, I think that's, yeah, that's really important to mention because there's such this like culture of um, independent film is all, you know, asking for favors and building those relationships. So you can, yep. you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, to some degree, yes, it is. You, but there's a difference between asking for a favor of, hey, can you, you know, um, can you come with your equipment? So we're not paying like the extra extra for the equipment. Hey, can we pay mm. you? you know, your day rate, but maybe on this location scouting day, we can talk about like, you know, a half day or whatever it is that it's, it's negotiating, but it's not asking people to work for free because that's the thing is like, you know, in the very beginning and your very, very small first things, you're, you probably are going to have people work for free for you because they're so small, they're willing to take it on or whatever. But you know, when you get into even your first feature, it's still a feature length film. You can't just have people working for free. And that goes for the actors too, because mm. actors are always yes, asked yeah. to work for free. 100%. And yeah, the other exactly. thing about it is too, like you have to remember you're asking someone for a favor, whatever specifics that favor is. If it's someone you don't know, why would they do you a favor? You know, right. so I think a lot of people yeah. are just like, oh, well, you know, my script's right. really good. And like you said, I have things coming in the future. It's great exposure, blah, yeah. blah, blah. No, I don't right. know you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to yeah. do you a favor. Yeah. Why would I? What do I get out yeah. of it? You know, you have to remember it is right. exactly. a business. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a, a common one as well is, um, again, because we are seen as technicians, um, you know, it's we get the, you know, we only have X amount of money, Um but we, so we come on and we're not really, you know, that they'll say we've got more stuff coming or this, this is, this is already being checked out by Netflix or something like that. And it's kind of like, yeah, but what does that do right. for me? It's just like, cool. I recorded sound in a Netflix show. I've done that a million times before, or, uh, you know, I, I, I that's not good. No one's like scrolling. <laughs> Who's the production sound mixer? Oh, it was Steve. Let me contact Netflix and try to get his number. Oh, like, Hey, I, you know, it's just, that just stuff yeah. doesn't happen. Maybe to a DP, maybe to a production designer, maybe obviously to a director or actor, but for us that, that doesn't happen. So I feel like, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just tough because we, you know, you, you need a lot from mm-hmm. sound, but it's like asking for it, it, it for a lot of mixes. It, it, it's tough to get it. Cause it also, the other thing to consider is, like you said, um, you, um, you you shoot your first indie or you shoot your first short film or whatever, and you, you do need people to do favours, whether it's for free or 50 bucks or, or whatever. Um, that is, to me, as someone that's gone through the different levels, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. To some people it might not be, and, again, like I said, that's totally fine, but then they shouldn't be chatting with you. It should be a simple, I apologise, I don't do low rates or whatever, see yeah. you know. Um, but uh, it, it's one of those things where you don't, do an indie short, uh, low budget, self-funded indie short, and then you make it 
seven people outside swimming in a pool with a full dialogue scene. You know, it's kind of like your student budget sound mixer that's only done two films is not going to get that audio. If you're doing an indie short film and it's your first one and you're asking people to do favours, I don't want to change the creative, but make it fairly yeah. simple, you know, make it two people sitting on a couch, make it two people, you know, sitting on a bed or make it three people and make sure you've got three wires. If you need, if you know, you're shooting exactly. a super wide, you know, and again, this, this comes down to chatting with the sound mix of like, Hey, we're shooting four people sitting in a dinner table and I want most of it to play out in the yeah. wide. Then they'll say, okay, well, we're definitely going to need four wireless systems, which will cost you this much amount of money. Do you want to invest in that? And then they might say, no, uh, I, we don't have that sort of money. Or they might say, yeah, this is exactly what I needed to know or what I didn't know. Uh, and again, going back to what we said, I don't want to go too deep into it, but it's just like that's just chatting with yeah. people, you know, and understanding the different needs from, from different people. And helping so. you get the sound and shot you want, like knowing, yeah. oh, wait, I need to make more room in the budget for this because I really need the scene yeah. to to sound good. To sound yeah. Good. Yeah, because I know I'm going to play it. And, and if like, you do the that the night before, like, like yeah I think something um and I'll let you finish your thought but that what you were saying it just sounds like you know now that I uh, Tess and I've done produced a couple things now if I get hired on as a producer or director for another project I it would be absurd to me if someone contacted me the night before and was like yeah when I just come on to shoot next time I'm like whoa because how am I supposed to do a good job if right. I am just getting thrown into it, I would say no. And I would yeah. just say, no, I can't, like, I can't, like I need, yeah. I want to do a good job. And that's what I think right. with the same thing goes to like any position, but specifically yeah. sound. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. would of course turn it down because it's like, right. you're not going to do good. And then they're going right. to look at you right. like you did your job wrong. Yeah. The production sound crew is there to record files for the director. For the team, you know, for the thing. Like, they're not for us. We don't go home and listen to that sound and be like, oh, that's great. Right. I need that. You know? <laughs> it's all done for you or for the director or for whoever. <laughs> so it's kind of like don't make it look like the needs of the production sound team. Or, again, any department, uh, for example, makeup is for yeah. them. I mean, if they're being slow or they're being lazy or they're being difficult, I understand. It's kind of like then you're saying it. you can, you know, kind of put blame on, on sound issues or makeup issues or whatever. Um, but in the end, it's kind of like, hey, should we get, uh, you know, an extra take because, you know, character Steve decided to just jump and slam the, you know, the glass on the floor or something. It's kind of like, that's not for yeah. us. We're not saying I want that take. I'm saying you need that take. Do you want that take? Will you need that in post-production? You can see the edit in your head. Do you think you'll cut to that shot? If so, you need an extra take. And again, it's just like the idea of the dialogue, kind of what are getting at. All right, another one for sound. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing <laughs> another one because of us, because we stuffed up. We're doing another one because that's, again, we're all a team and what happened during that take affected everyone. It, it affected you during the editing phase, during the sound mixing phase, during the music composition phase. It's like once it's all put together, how is that scene going to play out? What you needed was an extra take for yeah. you guys. Because, again, once I hand over that SD card, SD card <laughs> or whatever, it's like I go home, I collect my check and I you know play with my kid yeah. or whatever. It's not... It's not like we sit there and go through the next steps of directing, I mean, of editing, post-production, blah, blah, blah. We're done with it. So everything that we're doing is we're, we're doing it for you. And if there's a production sound mixer that cares about the film, they'll try to voice mm-hmm. that. But often, you know, again, he or she will be seen as difficult or, or um, slowing down the day, um, which again is going back to my original point of we have to work around yeah. that. And again, that's all departments. It's kind of like, oh shit, we've got, you know, one hour to finish this scene. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't grab, like you said, room tone, or maybe we shouldn't try to pull the, the actors away to get wild lines of, you know, their dialogue or anything. It's just like, we have to kind of work around yeah. that. So yeah, I think it's, it's again, going back to the collaborative thing, it's everything's being done for the director, for the producer, for the film. Um, so it's not our fault or it's not for us. We're trying to help. Hopefully again, I I don't want to make it look like every production sound mix is like a perfect person and everyone else is a, is a demon. It's, it's not that it's more that hopefully you find a production sound mixer that just wants to get you good sound. And if you can help him or her do that, 
then that's great. And that will just make it so much better. And you'll make their lives easier, you'll make your lives easier. And then when you go to the post-production sound side, you won't be getting a, uh, you know, a sound editor or a dialogue editor being like, what the hell happens, yeah, you know, right. what's going on here. So That so, is yeah. a really good reminder. Like it's, it, you're not doing yeah. it for yourself, for your own enjoyment. You're doing it yeah. for the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's kind of my point where like what you guys said earlier was uh, people talking in the background. It's like I'll set up a reminder of like, hey, you know, I'll go chat to the AD or, or maybe to like the group of people or whatever, uh, but usually to the AD. Um, and say like, hey, you know, we're getting a lot of chat outside from extras or from, from yeah. the crew. Like, we should probably shut that down. And then that's it. I don't. I will not say anything more because it's kind of like I've already said it. Now it's up to you yeah. guys. I've told you what you need to be done to get clean dialogue. I'm not going to be the guy that goes and screams. I'm not going to be the guy that's like, hey, you know, poke poke. Should we get them quieter? You know. And then it's like, and then the, then the question is like, hey, sound was that good? I'm like, what kind of question is that? There's people talking <laughs> right. in the background. No, it wasn't good, but sure, let's move on because I know that's what you want. You know, it's uh That's a good uh, point. And I think that's just like, um, if there's any sound mixers or some people who work in sound too as well. I know filmmakers, we, mm. we jump roles and some of us gravitate towards yeah. other positions. And it's a good reminder where it's like, you know, there's certain etiquette. And if you said your piece, then that's, yep. that's yep. it. You don't have to get frustrated because again, it's like, it's not your baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying yeah, to help right. feed and nurture it. But if, yep. if you know, yeah. the mom and dad don't yeah, want to listen, then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that's it. It's like, you can, you can do your best, yeah. you know, and then now, now if we're talking to different crews that may be listening and stuff, it's like, yeah, you can do your best to, to do your job, whether it's makeup, it's like, you know, they've only been given X amount of time to to do it it's like well this is the best I can do and it sucks and then you maybe just don't want to work with those people again because you don't want right. your work to be yeah poor. um and I think it's a little bit different for sound because we record the sound and then it gets processed so heavily so um it's not so much like it's something we're proud of within reason I guess in an indie film it is because if you can record really clean dialogue um uh, and it comes out in the film. It, I just yeah, wanted it's, it's, to say, Darren, yeah. like, correct me, like, yeah. what, you, or tell me what your thoughts on it. But I do think there's a way to also say it and like with enough notice and heads up where it's like, hey, you know, we're going to have a really quick day and, and mm. we have a lot of sheet scenes to shoot. So I know the sound and, you know, certain things might not be perfect, but I'm okay with that. Mm. And, and I just want you to know, like, I'm not going to hold that against you, but like, just let me know if there's something blaring right. in the background. You, right. Um, no, that's, that is a very common uh, thing that I'll hear. Not so much in narratives, but in say like commercial yeah. shoots or like documentary type stuff or whatever. Um, and that's super important because then just that dialogue right there lets you know that the director about thinks you. about you. And, um, but it is that thing, what you were saying is, just chatting and, and, and saying like, it's going to be a tough day. Yeah. Being up front, it's going to be a tough day. It's going to be a noisy location. We couldn't do anything about it. Uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just what, but then again, tell me, like you said, tell me what you need right. and we'll, we'll try to give it to you. Um, and any professional production sound mixer that's been doing it for a while, will know that it's like, uh, it's tough. It's tough out there. Yeah. Like if you're serious, filming in New York city, what are you going to do? You can't shut down New right. York City. There's helicopters, there's planes, there's taxis, there's people talking. You know, you can shut down a street, but you still can't shut down the ambient noise. And when it's loud, it's loud. And it's just like, as long as, again, the production and the team and the director knows that, then you go into it doing the best job you can get to get them the best sound that they can get. And if they don't, and if they don't get the sound, it's like, well, oh, well. If they do get the sound and you did a really good job, it's kind of like, holy crap, this guy was great you know we gave him or her the worst situation that a sound mixer can possibly get into and they did a great job so it's kind of like just that conversation can make a whole crew feel better for a 10 hour day oh, or 12 yeah. hour day you know yeah so, vacation is yeah. key <laughs> yep yeah, yeah. no I love that you you broke that down and and mentioned that because I feel like we as independent filmmakers are a lot of our days can end up looking like that and again that's yep we've just reiterated a bunch is the communication being up front and, and then you can problem solve easier because that's yep. what we're yep. all trying to do on these sets. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, cool. No, Darren, I'm so, so glad we had you on the show. Sorry it took till season 10 to finally have a sound <laughs> okay. guy. Because I yeah. think the femme fam, the filmmaker fam, everyone, like, I think it's just so great to hear your perspective yeah. and what it's like on set. Yeah. And so... Yeah. And it definitely like it taught us some things, you know, or, or yeah. made us think about well, things that we didn't think about before, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I think and sorry, if I just make like one yeah, more point, which I've done quite a bit of, uh, you know, the past year or two. And I think it's it's good. Um, a lot of directors and producers that I often work with. Um, there's a few of them that have just sat down with me to just to chat, uh, like not on set, just like in general, like, hey, let's go grab a coffee. Um and I think if you have a production mixer um, or any sort of sound, because I know we haven't talked too much about post-sound production, but I do a lot of that as well. It's just like just chatting, sitting down with them and like learning and understanding that kind of the same way, like, you know, we're doing this now. But um, I think you can just, I think that's like the first step to understanding what's going on, because I can tell my stories and my experiences, but you know, not everyone has had this, does the same work mm-hmm. as me. Not everyone, you know, has the same gear as me or, or you know, or whatever. Um, so they may have a different opinion about how they want to do things or how, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, yeah, just whether it's for a specific job or just in general, like if you have, you know, two or three people you regularly reach out to, like yeah, just grab a coffee with them and then just say like, hey, firstly, hey, how are things going? Develop a relationship with them. Um and then just chat about maybe a project coming up or just like what are some things you've, you've, you've got into because the more you hear this sort of stuff, um, the more you'll understand what sort of difficulties can come up because I think it's like we were saying before um, is you'll often um, get on set, the sound recorders will you know, hit record. On an indie film, a lot of people don't wear headphones or like context, which is where other people can listen into the audio um, on set. Like I'll give one to a director and director obviously usually just takes it off, you know, because they don't want that distraction or or whatever. Um, So they don't know what's being recorded or or, or anything like like that. So I think the idea of like they're so focused on visual and they haven't even thought about sound and then they wrap the day and they feel great and then they go home and they you know start getting into post-production or whatever or day two planning or whatever um just stepping away from that craziness and then just having like a private conversation with us with any sort of sound person whether it's like a boom operator a production sound mixer a post-production you know sound editor or whatever um i think that's smart just to understand that world because there's no other real way you'll understand that because there will never ever be a time on set where you can pull the sound mix aside for 30 minutes and be like, hey, let's just right. chat. You know, it just doesn't it just doesn't go that way. Where with a DP, you're constantly chatting about things. Well, if I had this light, I can do that. And maybe we should shoot this through there. And there's a constant technical sound, I mean, uh, visual mm-hmm. chat that's going on. But how do you have that with a production sound mixer? You really can't. Again, unless you do want to dedicate like 20 minutes or something to pull right. aside and say like, oh, this is tough. Let's talk about this. But it's not really, I'm not talking about a specific scene. I'm just talking about sound in general. For sure. Um, so I feel that is a smart thing to do. So if anyone does have sound mixes that they usually work with or whatever, or hey, this could be a bad thing, but like reach out to me, you know, just like give me a call. I'm glad to, gra- I'll be happy to grab a coffee with anyone and just have this same sort of conversation just so, because that also helps me out and other sound mixers out because the sound mixer community is super small. Well, in LA yeah. anyway, I don't know how it is in other cities and other parts of the world, but it's so small. All the sound mixers help each other out. We all rent gear to each other. It's, it's like a small crew. So just like doing that and, and understanding sound um, can really help you get a good reputation within the sound community. Mm-hmm. And it just make, it'll make you feel better. Like the, the main point is it'll make you feel better, just understanding the different sides of sound and the different departments within sound and how the whole shit show yeah. works you know of like recording good dialogue on a, on a, on a hectic set yeah, totally so, I mean yeah. it makes perfect sense yeah, yeah. and along yeah. those lines um for our listeners I don't know if you have like social media you'd like to share but also if they are filmmakers themselves and they either want to work with you or want to learn more about yeah. it or they are interested in going into the sound themselves um what's the best way to yeah. contact you and see your work etc <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um i'm i'm terrible at social media like i have them all but i just don't get on it's like my little 
I'm an old man type thing <laughs> that I, I just try to avoid that as much as I can just because of how everyone's like addicted mm. to it. But um, I do have Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I think it's usually just Darren Augustus okay. is my name. Um, I mean, you'll, you'll have it on yep. that podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It on the How to Spout yeah. and stuff. Um, and just contact at Darren Augustus is my email. Um, and then, you know, just, I'm sure once you find me, just get in touch. But um, uh, in terms of my work, I, I don't know, it sounds weird because you don't have like reels right. and stuff like that for people to, uh, to listen to. I mean, in the post stuff, I do have reels up. But I yeah, know, we might have to bring you back on for post-production talk. Like that's yeah. a whole yeah, other. Yeah. That's, that is definitely a whole other thing because right. that's the whole other world of now that you've chatted with your sound mixer now put your sound mixer in touch with your post-production mm-hmm. sound mixer or your post-production mm-hmm. team and let's and, and the assistant editor and like let them know how they're delivering files and what they need and this is our difficulties here and stuff so yeah awesome well cool. thank you so much for this Darren this was awesome no like worries. I said it definitely like made us think about things that make perfect sense it like it seems like it should be common yeah. sense but it's just not you know automatic for us to think about and now it's going to be and that's that's going to yeah. help us that's going to help our films like yeah. yeah awesome yeah um, no thanks for having me this is uh this has been cool i love chat and sound so hey thanks Thank so much you. have a good one <laughs> right, have we'll, a good one you too yeah we'll chat soon. See ya. thanks for listening to fem regard podcast if you like what you hear tune in every friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals we can only grow with your support so please subscribe share rate and review you can also join the fem fam on patreon For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.